Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to an edition of the Baseball Insiders that is taking place on Wednesday. Not Thursday. Different day. But we're not wrong. You're not wrong. Nobody's wrong. You nailed us, but we had to come on to talk about the signing that everyone's talking about that's going to catalyze the rest of the market. Mike Zanino to the Guardians. No, it is time to talk about Carlos Correa. 13-year deal, $350 million to the San Francisco Giants. They get their big fish after missing out on Aaron Judge and signing Arson Judge. And here to help me break it down is fan-sided's MLB insider Robert Murray. Robert, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, of course. I, I wouldn't miss this for the world, my guy. It's uh, always a pleasure. And I'll tell you, this is a back-to-back year um, or the second consecutive year that I've slept through the Carlos Correa signing. I don't know why, but he just decides to sign at night. Um, not very considerate of him. Um, but lo and behold, he's a San Francisco giant. Last year, it was uh, it was the early morning, right? It was something like, I, don't know, I, I think I woke up to it on the East Coast because uh, everybody was clowning on the Yankees for not signing him to whatever weird deal the twins got him for on a one year what turned out to be a one-year pact this time it was uh hours and hours of Mets momentum followed by just as quickly uh boot hitting the ground and uh giving way to uh, an additional uh an additional team entering the fray but Robert I know you've got a a message you want to give out before we get too deep into the weeds I'm gonna give you a platform to do that right now yeah so I came up in baseball with a guy named Devin Fink. Uh, we reported our first story together, Billy Butler going to the Oakland A's for three years for $30 million. He just announced on Twitter that he's joining the Baltimore Orioles as their coordinator of baseball operations. Um, I have been holding on to that one for a while. It's been tough just because it's like Devin's been my guy for over 10 years now, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, so a big shout out to Devin, who I think at some point in the near future is going to be a GM. Like he's, He's that good. So shout out to Devin. Shout out to Devin. Hell yeah. Congrats, man. Um, and the uh, the Orioles, a team that we thought might have been in the Correa fray. You and I were banging that drum for a while. Ultimately, the resolution was probably less exciting than the process. You tell me like two weeks ago, oh, the Giants end up with Carlos Correa. It's a 13-year deal. I think I'd probably balk at the years a little bit, but ultimately go, hey, that destination makes sense. Maybe two more years than I would have thought, but I wouldn't have known what I know now about the market. After watching all these other deals, all the shortstops get paid through age 41. Sending Correa to the moon through that age kind of tracks with everything that we learned. Uh, At what point uh, did you ever waver in sending Correa to the Giants, or did you think this was ultimately where he was going to go? 
No, yesterday it became pretty clear that the Giants were in the lead for Correa. Um, they were offering a deal that was was higher than the Twins, uh, but it just was not enough to get it done. Um, so we saw the Mets enter the bidding at the very last second. And you know how Steve Cohen's wallet is. It is very deep. I don't even know if there's like a bottom. It's just endless. Um, but it was enough that the Giants ended up upping their offer and ultimately ended up getting a deal done. The years were not surprising. Um, there was buzz earlier yesterday that he was possibly going to secure at least a 12-year deal. So 13 was like not too much of a surprise, but still it's like a wow, um, because I think the longest contract previous to that was Fernando Tatis Jr. at 14 years. I might be wrong with that, but um, the Giants, they needed to get a star player. They missed on Bryce Harper. They missed on Giancarlo Stanton. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, they missed on Aaron Judge, and they were very serious about that. Um, but they did everything they could to secure Correa, and I can also say they are not done. They are still active on the market, um, and I think they're considering anything and everything because, as somebody put it to me, they are not one player away. Yeah, and it's a big market team that knows they're not one player away. Farhan is, is a guy who's uh, – the goal is not to come up third behind the Padres and the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, and the NL West. He's not some guy who's prideful about the process, not the results. So we are going to continue to follow the San Francisco Giants. Uh, about those Mets, was there a point last night that you thought it was going to be sort of like this Christmas list thing where <laughs> Francisco Lindor reportedly asked Steve Cohen uh, to go grab Correa? Correa was, quote, willing to play third. Uh, we start hearing about, you know, has has Cohen ever missed on someone he's really wanted? Everyone's rationalizing the Mets' interest, and then all of a sudden, an absolute Giants bomb drops. And even with a bunch of Mets maneuvers and clearing people off the payroll, they weren't about to pay a 13-year deal to Carlos Correa for $350 million. But were you buying in at any point, or, or again, just were you pretty solidly on the Giants at the beginning of the day? So I was like, I was serious about the Giants. Like, I don't think my confidence in them wavered at all, but the Mets getting involved, like their interest, like that was real. Like that wasn't just like some, some stunt to up the Giants' eventual offer to get him. But um, I, I always considered it a highly unlikelihood uh, just because, I don't know, that was, they entered the bidding pretty late on that from everything that I've gathered um, and entering a negotiation that late into the process is pretty difficult. So um, if they would have entered it sooner, maybe, but still, I think, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think Correa had a very real chance of going to the Mets, but I'll tell you for a while there for that two hour stretch, um, the texts I had from people in baseball were just flat out absurd. That was, it was like, it like, we haven't seen anything like this in baseball ever. Like Steve Cohen is, is basically spending like F you money and it's great. I think I, I personally enjoy it. Um, but Correa would have been the cherry on top, but yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have a boogeyman like that, and it's a boogeyman that like you let into the house. It's mm-hmm. like all the rest of the owners are cowering in the corner in the basement. You know, the door is kind of going in and out. Somebody's banging on it, uh, but the banging is coming from the inside. It's like, you guys you guys approve Steve Cohen. What do you want? Like, he's, he's a lifelong Mets fan who said he'd spend all the money in the world, and oh, looky here. He's spending all the money in the world. I, I think it's great for baseball, too. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm wondering when the eventual limit is going to be. And I know there's plenty of people around baseball who think that baseball should have a salary cap and a salary floor just to like make teams spend more, but also like limit how much they can spend. Um, I'm very curious when that eventual CBA comes up 
how much that's going to be something that the owners push for um, just because they, they tried the Steve Cohen tax and, and clearly Steve Cohen is like, nah, that's not going to work. That's not stopping me. Yeah. I think Steve Cohen's taking pride in paying the Steve Cohen tax. Like, I don't think, I don't think people took that into account that he would think it was awesome to pay more money named after himself. Oh, it's freaking great. It's uh, so shout out to Steve Cohen. This is a, a Steve Cohen fan podcast right here. That's what we are. We like Steve. In terms of the next CBA, though, you're right. And there's a question here that I was going to touch on, and I'm glad uh, our Fritz901 brought it up. Uh, Steve, I think, was probably floating in the high, high dollar, low uh, years count, you know, pool on Korea. If they were going to get it done, it was going to be like 5, 165. I read something like, and that makes sense. You know, who knows if that's real, but it, it would have made sense for him to go high dollar short term. Uh, but what it actually took to get it done was another 13-year deal after Xander Bogart's 11-year deal, after Trey Turner's 11-year deal. All of these players are signed through the age of 41, and it kind of feels like owners are extending these deals further to lower the AAV, maybe with the full understanding that they're probably paying for years that might not get played at the end of these deals. All of these guys could make it to 41, Ted Williams could get unfrozen and have his head screwed back on. We don't know. Like they're all, the future is uncertain. Maybe all these guys are still balling out at the age of 41, but it is sort of a tactic used to sort of delay these contracts. Do you think that the more of these we see, the more that teams on the lower end of the economic spectrum might complain and, and start to rattle Rob Manfred's cage and ask him to do something about this the next time the CBA negotiations come up? Uh Maybe, I don't know. Um, but like with this entire thing, it's like, I wouldn't rule out because I think the question was, are we going to see more of these shorter term AAVs or shorter term deals with higher AAVs? I still think we see those kind of deals. I don't think that's going to, those are going to be completely eliminated here um, because we saw like, it was successful um, for Correa. Um, it, it worked perfectly for him. Um, and it should, if everything goes right, work for Carlos Rodon who did the exact same thing. So um, I think there's proof that it works, but clearly owners and team executives are thinking differently now with doing these, um, these longer term deals with a shorter a or a lower AAV. It's really, it's unique because for the longest time we had heard these teams are never going to do these long-term deals again after like the Albert Pujols contract. And now it's becoming the norm, which is strange, but also I also want to say another thing too, if you don't mind. So I don't. There we go, my guy. I appreciate you. So the, I think the Trey Turner thing or the Trey Turner negotiation was sneakily really important for how this offseason has unfolded because obviously he got the deal that he did from the Phillies, but he also had that three hundred forty-two million dollar contract from the Padres. We don't know the years on that quite yet, but after he spurned the Padres to go to Philadelphia it became abundantly clear that the Padres had this kind of money to spend. Obviously they tried for a judge, but then they ended up pivoting to Bogarts who ended up getting way more than anyone could have anticipated. Um, so I think the $342 million number was something that Correa wanted to aim for and try to beat. Um, and I'm very curious now to see what Dan B. Swanson gets. Like there's been reports from my guy, Russ Dorsey that his market is heating up. Um, so we should have an answer on that. I would imagine in the near future, but um, the Trey Turner one was like sneakily pretty important here. Yeah. And the money just kept carrying over. And all of a sudden you do have Correa not playing alongside his countryman, Francisco Lindor, but actually 
eclipsing his contract to becoming a $350 million man. All of a sudden that, uh, you know, that Lindor contract that was sort of game breaking is now almost the standard for top tier shortstop. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Speaking of top tier, maybe one tier below, let's get into Dansby Swanson and that market that's heating up. Uh, and part of the impetus here to talk Dansby is because we've got Cubs fans all over the comments. Uh, oh, Johnny, yeah. Cubs fans are pissed since Jed lied to us. Time to fire Jed Hoyer. Wow. If Johnny had the power to fire Jed Hoyer, he'd be gone. Were the Cubs even close on Correa? Trevor D. Uh, people <laughs> are very upset. Will Swanson be a Cubs? Sean Garner. Uh, Cubs fans are uh, maybe Swanson was their favorite all along. Maybe he was their last resort in the shortstop market. But they're certainly wondering what the market looks like now that he is the last man standing. Uh, and I think several other teams are looking at that too. The Twins, you miss out on Correa. Maybe he was their only guy, but again, that's what we heard about the Padres who went from Turner to Bogart. So who knows? Uh, maybe it's the Red Sox who still have a lot of money to spend, but haven't danced in this uh, market yet. Uh, who do you think is shaping up in this giant Dansby Swanson market? We're even hearing about the Dodgers. Uh, whose interest would you categorize as legitimate right now? Yeah, there's two teams I'm watching on, on Dansby Swanson specifically. Um, and Cubs fans, you're welcome for this, but the Cubs are one of those teams that I am watching for Dansby. Um, I think um, I think there's a chance there. Um, I think the Twins certainly have a chance too um, because obviously they were in a Correa. They offered him, I believe it was around $280 million, from my understanding, um, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and obviously they're going to want to try to replace – Carlos Correa. Um, so I think Swanson is a natural fit there. I still put the Dodgers in the unlikely category for Swanson. Just, I, I think they're going to try to save as many resources as they can um, for a guy like Shohei Otani. Uh, I, I know I mentioned that in the last podcast, and that's probably going to be like the second of a billion times I mention it. But um, yeah, like there's possibly like, I mean, if you're looking at the teams that have shown interest, the Dodgers, Giants, Giants got to be out, I would imagine. Um, we got the Twins, Cubs, Red Sox have reportedly been in, but like here's here's my issue with the reported Red Sox thing is you offer Bogarts reportedly um, around 160 million in that range. I think that's what the reports have said. Yeah, I saw six years 160 at the at the end of those conversations. Yeah, and like to me, there is no way you can justify paying Dansby Swanson more than what you offer Xander Bogarts. I think that'd be a slap in the face to Bogarts and also like Red Sox fans too. So I just can't see them doing that. Um, the Braves, like I know, I know Mark Bowman who's very plugged in in Atlanta. Um, he said like the Braves were offering like six years at a $17 million annual average value. And that's not going to get it done. That's going to be a more lucrative contract than that. So um, I mean, right now the two, as I said, the two teams I'm watching for, for Swanson are the Cubs and then the twins. Me too, uh, especially because the Twins feel like they have money to burn. So do the Red Sox. But uh, based on reported offers from those teams to marquee free agents in recent days, 
certainly the Twins offer the Correa number that you're hearing is is much higher than that Red Sox Xander number. So it feels like the Twins have a little extra money and ammunition. What about those Red Sox? Like we're, we're getting comments. I feel like we're going to get these until the offseason ends that are basically like Peter Neville saying they have, you know, they have more room. They have wiggle room. They have money to spend. But what are they going to spend it on? I mean, how much is really left for them? There's Nathan Avaldi. There's J.D. Martinez, these former Red Sox, or or someone like Gene Segura, who was mentioned in the comments to play second and shift Trevor Story to, to short for the full time. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm lost on the Red Sox. And I'm wondering what you're thinking there. Yeah, I'm. You're not alone. I'm lost on the Red Sox, too. They've had arguably the most confusing offseason of any team. Um, the Bogarts thing, they could have handled that so much better. Um, and, I mean, Gene Segura makes sense as, like, a short-term option where you can slide sw- or where you can slide uh, Trevor Story over to second – or to shortstop, I mean. Um, but I don't know if there's any move that they can make where it's going to change the narrative toward their offseason. Like, this offseason has been – a failure. Um, and Heim Bloom is going to have to wear that one. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm just very curious to see what these next few weeks look like, because I don't know what they're going to do. Um, and I think all of baseball doesn't know what they're going to do. And it's unfortunate. You pay Kenley Jansen, who gets introduced yesterday. You pay Yoshida. That number ticks over $100 million with the posting fee. He's getting introduced tomorrow, reportedly at Fenway Park. Fun addition and the kind of addition a team makes if they have a lot more money to spend. There's a reason Peter's picking up on that. But again, they let Bogarts go by. We were waiting for them to join the Correa market because it felt like the kind of crazy thing. You know, our Red Sox friend, uh, Gabrielle Starr, showed that like, you know, 22 years ago, they do the Manny Ramirez signing, this boffo move to sort of make the... uh, you know, make the fans feel better about the offseason they've had at this point. They have a chance to do that with Correa. Uh, you're right. I mean, Tato Dansby does look like a Red Sox player. I think people wishing for Dansby to go to the Red Sox because he'll fail there because of his advanced metrics is sort of a ridiculous notion. He's a winner. He's clutch. He just came off the World Series a year ago. He's a good ball player. If he's Just because he's not Carlos Correa doesn't mean he's not a good ball player. Um, but we, we waited for them to get in on Correa, and they just didn't. So we're still no. waiting. Exactly. And I don't know how much longer we're going to continue to wait, but I'm, I know from reading every Red Sox fan, one in this comment section and also two on Twitter, uh, they're losing patience and, and fast. So what about the, uh, what about the shortstop signings that have been made? Uh, obviously they're all taking these players. We mentioned through age 41, uh, Dan's be aside for a second. Do you have a preference on these contracts? You know, ultimately, which do you think age is the best between Turner Bogarts and then, Correa's mega deal in San Francisco. Trey Turner, without hesitation. Trey Turner, to me, is the best shortstop in baseball. I am a huge Trey Turner fan, um, and I think the contract of 11 years for $300 million is the is perfect value, and I think the Phillies did really well with that contract. Well, also, Turner got a $300 million number that I'm sure that he sought, um, but he wanted to play in the East Coast. He wanted to play in Philadelphia, and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty positive that's like – it's – I mean, you can see it in what he turned on in San Diego. Like I was telling somebody yesterday, he might be the first player to ever turn on playing in San Diego. Um, just because like who doesn't want to be in San Diego? Um, but I think Turner is going to age really, really, really well. And I think he's going to be a franchise pillar for that team that has a chance to win a couple of World Series with the current players that they have on their roster. Like they're they're that good. Um I think 
Correa is going to have some higher highs than Turner. Um, and I think he's going to be exactly what the Giants want him to be in terms of a franchise leader, in terms of on and off the field. Um, so I, I like I have no issue with that signing, but the end of the the end of that contract, like years 11, 12, and 13 could be like relative like they could not be very good, but um I still prefer the Turner deal. The Turner deal is is probably the one. And you know why? It's because uh we think I mean Correa is enthusiastic about the $350 million he got with the San Francisco Giants, but I've never heard Carlos Correa say I I dream of being a San Francisco Giant. We certainly heard Trey Turner say, I, I want the Phillies. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he said it with his he said it with his words, he said it with his actions. He, he left forty-two million dollars on the table. Uh California state tax be damned. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's a little closer than that. Uh, I'm I'm done part I'm done being Mr. State Tax Guy on Twitter. Uh every cool. fan that yeah. that's like the new fan talking point. First it was fans saving their farm systems. And being like, oh, I can't give that guy up. And it's like, come on, don't you want to win a title? Like, don't you want Dave Nebraski? And now yeah. it's state tax fandom. Dude, it's even on the same on my end, too. I remember when that signing happened, I was talking to somebody about it in San Diego, like um, when we were at the winter meetings, and he said, Robert, save it. And like, he just looked super annoyed. He was like, don't be that guy. I'm like, my bad. I think Twitter's officially gotten to me. And <laughs> not good. If Twitter didn't exist, like the state, I would never be state tax guy. Um, no. Twitter's changed me, and evidently not for the best. No, no, for the worst. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter has provided me yeah. such such little value of my day to day. But uh, learning about different taxation rates by state probably my lowest moment. In addition to again, those people who are just like, I don't know, man, like, gotta have a top five farm system in twenty twenty nine. I I wouldn't pull off this trade for an ace. Like, no, go win yourself a World Series. Go do yeah. go do both. You you can have both. Eh, whatever. Um, before we go, and I do want to remind everyone to like, uh, subscribe, please. We're going to be here every Monday and Thursday, typically all off season long. We're going to give you a farewell episode next week before the holidays. Uh, but it's Mondays and Thursdays at three 30 Eastern typically. And you're going to get the alerts. If you subscribe to the channel, this is the only place to get the insider information that Robert can provide and that I can help talk you through, uh, all off season long and into the regular season spring training. All-star break. We, we never stop, uh, except for the holidays. We obviously leave. Uh, MS, I'm giving you the Rodon stuff. I'm, I'm teeing up the Rodon stuff. I'm not going to – you think I'm going to leave this podcast without talking about Carlos Rodon? You don't know me. Obviously, that's the final name in the comments, other than Mark Powell saying that the Tigers officially announced the Matt Boyd deal. Congrats to Mark. Uh, everybody wants to know where Carlos Rodon is going. We're seeing uh, – the Yankees are included in every conversation – it's always Yankees and. So the Yankees are always there, but we've seen Yankees, Cardinals, and Twins. John Morosi said Yankees and Dodgers today. There's a reason to believe that the Rangers could go crazy, considering they just went crazy for Jacob deGrom. Uh, based on John Heyman's reporting last night, the Yankees and Rodon's camp are engaged. That's Scott Boris, of course. Rodon's camp means Scott Boris. Uh, and they're trying to make this work, but there remains a large gap in the negotiations. Uh, that's what's publicly available. The Rodon ask is seven years. The Rodon ask is 200 plus million dollars. And I guess we're going to have to wait and see uh, who blinks first or which other teams are willing to just overwhelm whatever the Yankees are putting on the table. So what's the latest you're hearing on Carlos Rodon? So with Carlos Rodon, the Yankees, they are engaged. Um, so are the twins, like the twins, like they're in it. 
Um, I would think, and this is just my personal opinion, I think the Yankees would be in a better position to offer the contract that Rodon wants than the Twins. Um, but the fact that the Twins offered 280 ish million to Correa indicates that they do have money to spend. I just don't know if they would. I I, I don't know, but like I'm not going to discount the Twins. Like they want a frontline starter, um, and Rodon certainly qualifies as that. I saw there was a report the other day that the Cardinals are in. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe that's the case. Um, I, if they are, I would put it in the highly unlikely category. Maybe there's a chance that another mystery team pops in, like because we have not heard of a mystery team basically all offseason, and it has been probably the biggest disappointment of the offseason so far. So maybe this happens here. I don't know. That's just me speculating. I don't want there to be aggregation saying blah, 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 if there's a mystery team. But um, I don't know. I still think he's going to get close to what he wants, but seven years for about $210 million, that might be that might be up there. I don't know if he'll get that, but it should, it should be interesting. Having the Yankees involved always helps. Yeah, that, that six years with an option feels like a nice place to land. I guess we'll see. Um, while also, we were talking – oh, yeah, go ahead. Also, so another thing, too, is like we talked earlier about like the short-term deals at a high annual average value. Um, I think if the Dodgers were in this, and I, I can't say I've heard it, but the only way I could see the Dodgers being involved is in that kind of scenario. They're not going to give them six or seven years. At least I don't think so, but um, that's the only way it makes sense to me. So um, I see you, Trevor D. At, uh, that's good work by you. That's, that's excellent trolling right there. There are 26 teams who could be the mystery team on Rodon, though, so don't don't rule it out. But, yeah, Katie Wu of The Athletic, during our conversation, uh, published a story and said, it does not appear the Cardinals are in on Carlos Rodon at this time. Uh, See, which Always yeah. listen to Katie. That, uh, as This predates you, Adam. Uh, I said this when Carm was, was the co-host at the Baseball on Saturdays here, but this is a Katie Wu fan podcast. Where, um, or she's a friend of the show, friend of the program. Beautiful. Well, hopefully I'll be saying woo in a few days if the Yankees are able to close the deal with Carlos Rodon. Uh, but the Twins, you're right. Big pot of money. Uh, repeated interest in Rodon. Saw they met, they met with him. Uh, they certainly met with him last offseason. Uh, I think it's unclear if they've met with him this offseason too. But $280 million on Correa. None of it went to Correa. So that money is still there. And, and we'll see if they end up putting an offer together that woos Rodon. Uh, Nathan Avaldi is reportedly the Yankees backup plan. Do you think he could be Minnesota's backup plan too? Or are those teams just going to trade pitchers and one's going to get one, one could grab the other? I mean, it's possible. Um, but like Evaldi's market, like there's teams like the Padres and like the Angels that have kicked the tires on that one throughout the offseason. Like there's, there's plenty of other teams too. So it's not going to just be like, it's going to be one or the other for each of those teams. So, like, Evoli, like, to me, I think he's been really impacted by the qualifying offer, and that kind of limits his it limits his market uh, because a lot of these teams aren't going to be willing to give up um, the draft picks required to, that are going to be required to sign him, which is kind of a bummer because they try to get rid of the qualifying offer um, this past CBA, but ultimately were unsuccessful in doing that. But um, I don't, I'm like, I think Evoli to me, besides Rodon, is the most interesting. Um, candidates wait what i can't remember what i was saying sorry that text just distracted me sorry it's i'm on i'm on edge i'm waiting for uh, a text about a signing so um yeah i just said that on the podcast so that's good 
Yeah, so that is good. Um, but folks, that means that as soon as the show is over, which is now, the show is over. Thanks for watching another episode of the Baseball <laughs> Insiders. As soon as the show is over, make sure you get your tweet notifications turned on for Robert because there's going to be, uh, we got a move coming soon. So, uh, and, and even if this move uh, materializes, there will be more moves because the offseason's not done. Now the top tier guys are gone. Yeah, everybody, every, Kurt mentioning time to aggregate. If, if you guys want to aggregate, trade will happen or signing will happen that's a pretty uh generic piece of aggregation but you guys can if you can get it out quick you still might get a benefit there um now that top level uh has come off maybe it's it's run on it's evaldi and then we start to move on the uh on the other names the people who still need homes michael brantley unsigned who's gonna sign him i will say like this is not a rodan or like dansby swanton situation um yeah that's like I, I want to just call him any speculation about that one. That's that's not any of those two. So there we go. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we get run on. Uh, we get some more clarity there on where those conversations are going. We know what the ask is. Uh, Correa certainly snowballed pretty quickly last night. Uh, so it's it, it's not a minor league deal for Rodon. Thanks for checking in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we are uh, we are we're going to probably learn more about that very quickly over the next couple of days. Uh, you know, the Mets rumor. The Correa news that those hit back to back, and uh, hopefully we get more info and we get a bird alert soon. Until next time, next week, the pre-holiday episode of the Baseball Insiders. I'm Adam Weiner, Robert Murray. Thanks as always for joining us and uh, bringing us your unique flavor, man. Oh, hey, unique flavor is what we do best at the Baseball Insiders. If everybody could please subscribe, by the way, that would uh, that would also be very helpful. But we appreciate you. We'll see you what Monday, Adam. Yeah, we'll see you Monday, uh, pending, I guess, a complete breakdown, a a seven-way trade. Uh, Danny Jansen to the El Paso Chihuahuas. Uh, If that happens, we will be live. But until then, uh, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, Like always, you will be the first to get the alert and the first to get the scoops. Um, And please, when you subscribe, when you join the stream, keep dropping your comments and your questions uh, because we got an outline, we got a rundown, but uh, we couldn't do without you. And a lot of times, you you know what feels good? is when the rundown matches up with everyone's questions. That's how we know we did a good job. Uh, so please keep dropping those questions. We'll make sure to get to as many as we can. Uh, and and as soon as the stream ends, uh, go write an article saying that your team is the mystery team. And then who knows? You might be right. Till then, see everybody on Monday. What Adam said. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.